You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and each week at the Football Radio Show we give you our expert insight, analysis, and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Are you ready, Casey? Yes. <laughs> All right, our next stop, <laughs> the Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about some of the top trending stories, our survival picks, our fantasy go-backs of the week, and we'll preview some of the big games coming up in this week in the NFL. But before we get to what's trending, Casey, let's get started with a tasty nug for the people. I got the purple Kush, and <laughs> I got the uh, Panama Red, baby. Nice. How about two former number one overall pick quarterback, Sam Bradford and Alex Smith, dude, completely lighting it up over 700 yards and seven touchdowns and no interceptions between them. It's no uh, surprise that both teams won huge games, both quarterbacks completing over 80% other passes. These guys were on the scrap heap last year, Dave. Out of job. <laughs> Look at them, baby. Love it. No doubt about it. It looks like Alex Smith is going to be holding on to that job for a little while. And little Teddy bit. Bridgewater's uh, uh, healing process may take a little longer. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some top trending stories, Casey. Uh, man, some impressive rookie debuts, man. Get it started, dude. Talk about yeah, some of this. Let's go back up to uh, the Chiefs in New England there. Kareem Hunt, man, the uh, stole the stole the show last Thursday night, man. This guy did a little bit of everything. Had the little fumble. Hadn't fumbled what, in like 500 carries in college, something right. crazy like that. First one, he puts it on the carpet. Didn't lose uh, faith in him. They kept feeding him, and that paid off, man. Set the rookie record for a yards, 246 and three touchdowns. That's where to start an NFL career, brother. Man, I'll tell you what. And speaking of starting an NFL career, how about Coach Sean McVay for the Los Angeles Rams, dude? That's right. That guy, unbelievable. The youngest coach in, I guess, modern NFL history, if nothing else. This guy's got this Rams team playing exciting football, man. They were more exciting in one game than the entire season last year, Casey. Putting up, what, in the 40s? They scored touchdowns, Casey. Something Ram fans were unfamiliar with. Yeah, you know what it is, Dave? It's the white horn on the helmet. They got rid of that yellow crap. <laughs> it was slowing them down. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, Casey, enough of this feel-good stuff, man. Unfortunately, the, the NFL is a brutal sport, dude, and we came away with some serious injuries in week one, man. Get us started. Yeah, dude, you're you're bumming me out here, Dave, <laughs> but we got a job to do, so we're going to roll forward, man. If you have... Uh, had the overall pick in your fantasy draft. You were stoked until Sunday, man. David Johnson goes down with the the wrist injury. Uh, Bruce Arians says he hopes to have him back around Christmas time, dude. That's oh. a total bummer, man. They had such aspirations for what he was going to do this year. Wanted to do a thousand thousand, but it looks like that is going to be out of reach. So everybody's scrambling to pick up Williams over there uh, for fantasy. But um, don't forget about Andre Ellington and CJ2K out of a job right now that might change this week yeah i think they might have already picked him up casey let's move along the feel-good story for the chiefs was uh awesome on the offensive side unfortunately uh comeback superstar eric berry from last year un uh came away with the major injury dude and this one was bad um 
Achilles gone. He's gone for the season, dude. Very disappointing there. As exciting as an opening game uh, for the Chiefs, man. This is a very disappointing loss. Yeah, we got to add another running back to the all-injury team, little Danny Woodhead. Not little in Danny. His Raven, uh, <laughs> in his Ravens debut, dude, tweaks that hammy. It looked a lot worse than it happened. He's supposed to be out four, four to six weeks, but hopefully he comes back eventually. But this next cap, bro, this guy can't stay healthy either. Dude, Kevin White, man, goes down for the Bears. He was he was elevated to their number one after they lost Cameron Meredith uh, not too long ago. He was their, the heir apparent to the number one after they traded away their top receiver over the last handful of seasons in the offseason. Man, this team is looking for guys that can catch the football. I don't know what they're going to do, man. Kevin White goes down. Yeah, and Allen Robinson for the Jags, dude. He goes down to top 10 fantasy pick last year. He was kind of a a sleeper, late-round value this year. He's done, too, so that's brutal. So someone's got to catch all those Bortles incompletions. (laughs) Right. Or or watch it sail over their head. (laughs) Can the Jags get worse on offense? And moving it over to the defensive side, it's the Stillers. Stefan Tuitt, the former Notre Damer, had just cashed in on a brand-new $61 $61 million contract was the case. A very lucrative contract. Unfortunately, um, he will be out for a spell of time. They thought a torn bicep, but now I think they're thinking that he'll be able to make his return uh, in a handful of weeks with a little rehab there. All right, Dave, let's move on. You love it. You hate it. You can't <laughs> live without it. It is their survivor pick. We've modified this. We got a three strikes pool, and that's good news for me. But let's get started with you. Who'd you go with? Yeah, I went with Pittsburgh over Cleveland, Casey. The theme uh, of the prevailing theme of picking whoever's playing a very bad team. This one was a lot closer than uh, maybe many of us would have suspected. Deshaun Kaiser makes this Cleveland Browns team a little more exciting to watch and a little more competitive. uh, And they made it close for a little while, but Pittsburgh prevailed. Yeah, unfortunately, I got a taste of death my first week. (laughs) I went with the Texans over the Jags. I thought this was a lock. Texans at home, emotions riding high, Um, but they just came out, and they were unable to do anything. Tom Savage was awful in this game. He got hit a lot, so part of that goes with the offensive line. Couldn't run either. Um, so, you know, I just want to live dangerously, baby. I'm rolling the whole season with two strikes, Dave. Two strikes. <laughs> that Jags, Jags defense a little bit better, maybe, than you anticipated, Casey. Hey, Calais Campbell and Dante Fowler Jr., both there, man. Uh, yeah. They were lighting things yeah. up. And they, by the end of last year, they were pretty solid. All right, Case, moving along real quick. The most popular pick, uh, the most popular correct pick was my Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cleveland Browns. Took the easy way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take the safe route. The most popular incorrect pick was oh. your Houston pick over the Jaguars, Casey. Well, moving to the next week, Dave, if you want to get a little head start, the um, top trending picks are the Raiders versus the Jets, the Seahawks versus the Niners, and those Cardinals at the Colts. Dude, the theme of playing uh, the team that's playing a down team, right? Pretty good choices there to work with. Okay, fantasy go backs, Casey. The people have demanded that this section be expanded, but no, we get we keep it short and, and sweet for these people. The fantasy go back starts of the week. For me, I had Golden Tate on my bench. He had an eleven point four. I had played he was playing against that Cardinals defense. I thought they'd really uh take it to him, but uh he had a pretty nice game. And then Brandon Marshall uh for the Giants man against your Cowboys. Thought he would light something up there, but nope. All he did was one fantasy point. Uh, so fortunately, I was able to uh, survive with a win. What about you? 
yeah, I told you not to play Brandon Marshall, but you didn't listen. <laughs> You're you know? right. I went ahead and I did roll the kick of pigeons by 30 points, but, you know, I had a tough decision. Aaron Rodgers or Sam Bradford, I took the long shot. I went with Aaron Rodgers, and that turned out to be bad news, <laughs> dude, because Sam Bradford had over 31 points, was the highest score in our league so, wow. uh, from my bench. But I still won, so that's all that matters. Nice. Wow. that That's the key, Casey. But, uh, yeah, you got to learn something from that. Bench Rogers. That's your that's I'll, your takeaway. I'll know away. for next week. <laughs> All right, Dave. Let's get on to some real games, man. We got a lot of great games coming up in week two. Let's yep. get it started. New England Patriots at the New Orleans Saints. Patriots six and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah, man. And this uh, this is a bad time to face Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yep. They played very poorly. Tom Brady, in particular, played a, a really lousy. Uh, starting game on national television. Bad time to face the Patriots, dude. Yeah, you know, Tom Brady mocked the Madden curse. He's on the cover there. He was breaking mirrors, climbing under ladders, <laughs> petting black cats, dude. Maybe he's such a golden boy, it deflects off to his other players, but he shouldn't attempted that fate. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then on the other side, you got the Saints, man. I think that defense looks like they're a lot better. And if they can just be average, then this Saints team is going to have a pretty good chance with Drew Brees at the helm. Yeah, if you got all those running backs, you might want to give them a few opportunities to run the ball. <laughs> no doubt about it. Okay, moving along. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs at home favored by four and a half. Yeah, Doug Peterson bringing his Eagles into KC to take on the Chief. Chief Andy Reid, his uh, former mentor, like what the Eagles did last week. Carson Wentz making plays outside the pocket, dude, is very hard to take down. Still lacking the run game, but that defense was cranking too. Yeah, no doubt. My concern is that running game. Obviously, Wentz is going to want to lean on that, figuring out which back is it. Smallwood is it going to be? Uh, the former Patriot, uh, big dude there, um, Blunt. Blunt. Thank you. They're they're looking for a guy. Donnell Pumphrey, a long shot. He's got to fill out a little bit, but um, yeah, they need to balance that offense out. And then these Chiefs, dude, I don't know how you can play any better than they did last week, but if they can, man, the rest of the league will be on notice. I want to see the, what Kareem Hunt does in his follow-up to that uh, outstanding debut, dude. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that they're going to able, be able to keep up that impressive offensive type of display. But in, You don't in, get to play the Patriots every week. <laughs> yeah, in Kansas City, though, man, it is going to be a lot of red, and it is going to be very, very loud. So much red. All right, Dave, up next, we've got a, a Super Bowl rematch. The Minnesota Vikings at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. The Steelers are six-point favorites at home. Yeah, man, Minnesota, obviously. Uh, Sam Bradford, I mean, just really on fire uh, getting started. And I, I really like the way the the receiving core really seems to have taken a step in the right direction for the Vikings. Yeah, Sam, dude, you've got this guy enough time to throw the ball. And he was putting some dimes out there. But how about Delvin Cook, dude, getting yep. stronger as the game got longer? Man, this guy is a playmaker with that top-end speed. Fun to watch, man. Yeah, okay. Moving on to the Stillers there, dude. You know, struggled last week with a Cleveland Browns divisional. But it's divisional, you know. That's a little feisty there. Here they're at home against the Purple. This is going to be... Um, it's going to be a challenge. They need to get Le'Veon Bell going, man. He, he's still in preseason mode. Big time, dude. And hey, how about a few lit looks at my guy, Martavis Bryant, dude. Didn't do anything for me in fantasy. Big Ben 
give my guy the ball. <laughs> All right, Case, up next, it's your Dallas Cowboys at the Denver Broncos. And the Cowboys on the road favored by two. Yeah, this is another Super Bowl rematch from way back yonder. Cowboys yeah. offensively a little sloppy, not terrible, no huge mistakes, just a little rust there. Zeke had a real nice game, though. No huge runs, but they battered him all game long, and he finally broke through against those Giants. But that Cowboys defense, dude, nobody expected that they were money on Sunday night. Yeah, no doubt about it. That was my primary concern, particularly the Dallas secondary. Um, but they were absolutely awesome against a very talented Giants uh, group. So much, uh, much credit to the Cowboys overhaul uh, of that defense, man. And then that defense for the Broncos, they played good in spurts, but they gave up 17 fourth-quarter points to your Chargers on Monday night. So that's a little worrisome there for the Broncos. But Trevor Simeon, man, better than expected. He's got command of this offense, did it through the air, did it with his legs. Jamal Charles had the fumble, but, man, this dude still looks fast. Yeah, no question, dude. I was impressed with Trevor, Trevor Simeon as well. He seemed to make a lot of third-down plays when they needed it. He kept moving the chains for them. Those That, that late comeback was due to a couple of, uh, of turnovers primarily, uh, but the Broncos' defense really manhandled the Chargers' offensive line. Now, right up next, Sunday Night Football, Dave, this is an awesome game. We've got the Green Bay Packers at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home rematch of last year's NFC Championship. Yeah, and this one um, on paper just looks like a beauty, but uh, coming off of last week, maybe not quite, but uh, the Packers obviously struggled against a, a good Seahawks defense, but struggled to really find the rhythm before they got it going in the second half. Yeah, and I like what we saw out of Ty Montgomery, though, even though there wasn't a bunch of explosive offense for the Pack, having a whole offseason to come in as a running back, I think it's going to play dividends, man. He had a nice game. He's going to have to get uh, tote that rock against these Falcons who were a little bit uh I would say hungover but maybe they had a good buzz the night before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Atlanta did uh struggle indeed with the Bears team, sort of an upstart Bears team if you will. Um but they were able to find the defensive plays late in that game to hold on for that W. Four straight plays uh right down there in the goal line area. So, impressive uh stance for that uh, Falcons D. Yeah, and they're opening up the nest to the rest of the league, Mercedes-Benz. It's a dope, dope stadium. They do not want to drop it to the Packers. Dude, that's going to be fun on Sunday night. And speaking of some night game action, it's Monday night football this week. It'll be the Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. Giants at home, favored by four, looking for some re redemption. Yeah, I don't know how they're favored by four when they only scored three points last week. <laughs> let's go with the Detroit Lions, dude. We're making fun of Stafford. His first touchdown as the highest paid uh, quarterback in the league was actually to a Cardinal. <laughs> yeah. But he picked it up after that. The D Detroit got it going. Not enough of a run game, but Matt Stafford, dude, he can make all the throws. And uh, the the Lions go as he goes. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, you know, they, they do, like you said, the running game is suspect to me right now. I think they have some players there. They just need to kind of commit to it. But first, move the chains through the passing game. Golden Tate had a pretty nice start last week. And these Giants, man, I know they didn't have OBJ against the Cowboys, but uh, he wasn't going to be blocking on that offensive line anyways. If those guys can't get that fixed, it's going to be a long, uh, season for Eli and company, but if they could give him a little time, get OBJ back out there. There's plenty of weapons, and we know 
the Giants are that team that can look like total crap one week, yep. quarter to quarter, actually, and the next quarter look like gamebusters. So I expect to see a better effort on Monday night. Yeah, no doubt about that, dude. I mean, this Giants team really did struggle. We knew the offensive line was going to be an issue, and it certainly was in week one. But even without uh, Beckham there, they have a ton of weapons and were unable to really move the football. So they're going to have to find a rhythm there. And I think Beckham just made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Pay the man. (laughs) All right, man. That is going to do it uh, for the the previews of week two in the NFL case. There's so many ways, though. You can check out the football radio show. Subscribe on YouTube uh, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Or just go to footballradioshow.com. That is going to do it, people, for this episode of The Trend Zone. He's Casey. I'm Dave. We are out of here. Enjoy the action. 